Hey guys, this week's episode of We Don't Wanna Harry Potter is going to be a little bit different. We're going over the last three chapters of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix with our good friend Jake. There's a lot to go over in this batch, and it was just such good conversation and such a fun time that we will be splitting this conversation into two episodes because we could not keep it down to our normal hour and a half to two hour long episode. So the ending might be a little bit abrupt, but there's a ton of good content for you guys, so we really hope you enjoy. And now, back to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and I am joined as always by my co-host, he just got back from finishing up an unauthorized port key, it's Scotty Westside! Hello, yes, port keys, super handy, take you wherever you want to go, there's no rules to them whatsoever, when you're Dumbledore anyway. <laughs> yeah, when you're Dumbledore, rules do not apply. You make, you make your own damn rules when you're Dumbledore. How are you doing today, man? I am doing well. How are you doing today, pal? I'm doing good. Actually, you know what, Scott? It doesn't actually matter how we're doing. Yeah, because right. what really matters is doing the right thing. <laughs> yes. On this week's episode of We Don't Wanna, we have partnered with Make-A-Wish Foundation. We haven't actually partnered with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, so please don't sue us. Legally, we are required to say that we are not partnered with Le- Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> We in our heads, we had a an email from the make from the Make a Wish Foundation. It was very sad, very touching, mm. and we learned of a little boy. This poor young lad. We are his biggest fans <laughs> in the world. No, uh, he is our biggest fan. You got that backwards. He is or- our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> We've never met him in our life, but but he he just wanted to be on our show so bad because he loves mm. us so much. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. name is Jake Haramio. Jake, how you doing today, buddy? You know, every day is a rough day with Make a Wish, but <laughs> being here with you guys, it's really livening up not only my day but but truly my life. Wow! I, from what I understand, it's coming to an end soon, so I'm glad we get to do this. <laughs> Any day could be my last. <laughs> tears. I just, I can't hold back the tears. It's, what a brave soul. What Those a brave Phoenix soul. tears. Shoot, I'm crying right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, seriously, man, how have you been? It's been, it's so nice to see you, dude. Uh, Jake is not actually from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Jake is one of <laughs> Scott and I's best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is fucking awesome that he's doing this with us. This is a great chunk of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and uh, I am so pumped that Jake gets to join us on this uh, chunk here. Yeah, man, I am, I am stoked. I don't appreciate the way you're enunciating chunk, Zach. That just makes me uncomfortable. Chunk. <laughs> I'm a chunky boy. 
Jake, I'm so happy to have you here. Finally, uh, not in, what, a whole book since the end of Goblet of Fire where we have some real Harry Potter experts on here. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> to help, help you know, set Zack straight. It's, well, it's, it's really refreshing that we'll get to have that for, for only the second time. It, it's a tough job. It, it's funny. We got, a, uh, we got a DM from a listener uh, who wants to challenge me to Harry Potter trivia and... I don't think she can handle it, but Scott mm. thinks that I suck and uh, <laughs> and I would actually lose. But you would, I don't know. yeah. I think you should, uh, you know, use your sponsor money and uh, just give that away when she beats you, because <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's you know, I don't think I feel comfortable betting our sponsor money. Zach. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. This is. A bit of a two-way street here. <laughs> yes, uh, Zach, I love you, buddy, but I don't love you too, pal. Feel that confident in your abilities. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. if it's... you had phone a friend with Scott. But... Yeah, there you go. There you go. The expert, <laughs> the, the real expert of the Harry real Potter. Expert. <laughs> <laughs> and the que- the answer to every question would just be Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's because of magic. <laughs> or it's yeah, because of go. magic. That's the true answer. Mm-hmm. So last week on We Don't Want a Harry Potter, we we finished off with some hype, Scotty. Yes, uh, indeed. It was an incredible chapter. Well, last chapter. And uh, we had a lot of fun with it. And I am yeah. really hoping that that continues into this batch. Uh, do you have any initial thoughts going in? Um. So... As as you know, and as the people who have have listened by the time this comes out to the last episode, but something Jake doesn't know because he hasn't listened to it at all yet, I was a big fan of the Department of Mysteries. Oh like, yeah, that's right. The Department of Mysteries is super rad. A lot of cool stuff going on in there. It's just weird and creepy. And weird and interesting, and I was a big fan of all that. And it's Control, the video game. And it's basically Control. Uh, So there was so much cool stuff going in there. We, of course, ended with uh, a big, big blow, the loss of our guy Sirius. Um, And yeah, that was a lot of hype. And coming into this, I was... (sighs) So you, you had primed me with the title. Uh, yes, the one, the one who he, what is it? The one, the only, the only one, one he ever feared. The only one he ever feared, and I posited that. Okay, well, so we know that Voldy Dumble is the only one that Voldy ever feared. So is Voldy going to show up, and are they going to throw down? And boy, do they ever! Uh, and that yeah, was they do. that was real hype. Uh, <laughs> It's so the whole end of this book I feel like is very hype. I hope that you enjoyed all three of the chapters and not just that. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Well I definitely enjoyed the first chapter. After okay. that it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Interesting. Okay, that's fair. I mean, hey, that's what this show's all about, right? So, yes. Real quick, real quick. Yes. I, I yes. got a I got a question. I don't know if I don't know if I'm allowed to know this. Uh, no, go ahead. Do I am I allowed to know your thoughts on on Sirius before we get started, or, or oh, am sure. I supposed to wait? Um, just Sirius as like a character, or like him dying, or like like, like his his kind of journey there coming to an end. 
So I somewhat saw it coming. Okay, sure. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. The Make-A-Wish Foundation didn't tell us he's going to be asking us questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the contract. No, it's fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, so... The the goodbye between him and Harry when Harry like left for Christmas or whenever it was was so like overdone. I knew like there was going to be some reckoning. Like the Piper had to be paid if they were making. Mm. She was making that big of a deal about that goodbye. Sure. I did not. I don't think I fully expected like him to just be gone like dead that, forever. That episode hasn't come out yet, right? Yeah. Like, so that's the thing. Okay. Jake probably hasn't heard a lot of this. So okay, okay. Uh, I think that's this week's episode. But, you know, I, I I liked Sirius. I did not love Sirius. I had a lot of problems with him, but he was also, he also had some cool stuff going on for him. So Sirius was, sure. was a bit mixed for me as well. But uh, I think, I think if I can, if I can speak, I mean, especially for myself, but also just out of what you and I have talked about, Scott. Sure. Is he... Reading the book, there's so many things that he does that uh, cause a knee-jerk reaction to just be like, dude, you fucking suck. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but there, but w- with a little bit of context and actually, like, because, you know, you and I have talked about this on, on the pod about him, you know, I mean, he went to prison when he was 21, you know? Right. He, he was so young, and he never really had a chance to grow up. So, like, all, all these things about him in place, I think make for a more compelling character definitely it just sucks that we don't get to see uh any more growth or any growth from him and we just see this kind of broken like fucked up like baby man (laughs) see that's that's what i was hoping for was you know is is growth from him and changes a character and instead he's he doesn't get the chance he's just gone which (laughs) which which sucks yeah but can can be definitely an interesting storytelling device that i that you know she's going to use obviously here but yeah yeah he's he's had a rough go of it for sure <laughs> yeah but also before that as we saw in snape's memories uh he was a real shit heel before that too so yeah yeah not a lot of love to not not a lot to love there yeah Definitely. how what's your feeling on Sirius, jake uh i like Sirius for the most part as a as a character i i, I definitely agree that you know he's got some some serious character flaws that you kind of mm-hmm. find out about. But as a whole, I think he's a, uh, a pretty uh, good foundation for Harry to kind of lean on, especially in this book. He kind of, you know, is, I feel like is one of the few characters that's really like, really on Harry's side, I guess. I don't know. That's true. Maybe even to a fault a little bit. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Almost, almost too much because yeah. you know Hermione, Ginny, and Ron are also on his side, but Hermione, especially and Ginny, like try and set him straight yeah. when he's being an ass. Yeah, and Sirius kind of just it enables it. it. Enables I mean, it yeah, he, he's an enabler for sure. Right, like yeah. it's it's not necessarily to give you know serious shit about it. <laughs> uh, oh, we talking like, about that serious shit? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Now that was about thirty minutes ago. Before, we <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean he he is just a little misplaced in his in his care uh, yeah. for Harry for sure for sure. Um, but w- with our perspective of reading the book, we know that it's 
all coming from a good place, a place of care and love. But Definitely. He's just really going the wrong direction with you, it. You absolutely cannot fault him for how much he cares and loves for Harry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cares for and loves for Harry. I definitely said that correctly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, that's in the end what I mean, coupled with, you know, his own kind of arrogance and carelessness is what gets him killed. Yeah, but absolutely. it's his his love and care for Harry is is a big part of that is what, you know, definitely is his downfall. So so I, I've got to put Jake on the spot a little bit here. I want to give oh, our boy. listeners a chance to kind of know uh, who, who we're dealing with here. Uh, what, what is your, I mean, I guess like hit us with your favorite book, favorite movie, uh, and then like least favorite book, least favorite movie. Okay, sure. Uh, so I actually just finished reading the back half of this series because of you guys. Uh, Hell yeah. Starting with, starting with Goblet of Fire because I never finished reading that book. Um, but, but this time around, uh, my favorite book hasn't changed still half blood prince by a mile yes it's amazing yes. uh That's so good <laughs> so i'm super excited that we're <laughs> we're getting to that but uh favorite movie oof. none of those have really aged well but um, <laughs> but you're not lying to you. <laughs> bro but uh it's a toss up between probably uh half blood prince and uh deathly hollows part 1 yeah yeah, I, I I think I'd agree with that. Those those have just aged the best, you know. Um, they're probably the closest to the books, which is no. saying a lot because Half Blood Prince really cuts it short. But I mean, oh it's my still, god, yeah, you know. But yeah, least least favorite book, least favorite movie. Uh, I'd have to say my least favorite book, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, maybe. Wow. Okay. Interesting. It's just uh it's mine too. May, maybe maybe because when I read these I was a little bit old not quite as old as Scott here but uh a little bit <laughs> You can bit call older. me an old ass man, that's fine. <laughs> but uh it was just a little bit too uh juvenile. Yeah, uh it definitely is. But that's fair. uh least favorite movie I would have to say and and this is maybe a hot take here but Goblet of Fire, man. They they really trashed it's that so movie. Bad. Uh, compared comparatively to the book, it's just it's bad. So that's the one I just watched, and, and you won't have heard this early, but I gave my kind of mini review of it in the last episode. Oh hell and, yeah! Uh, I was a hundred percent with you for like the first two thirds of that movie, but I kind of was into the last third. Like, okay. from the end of the second task on, I was kind of into it. Like, I think they did a good job hmm. with most of those scenes. Like. uh I, I think I forgot to talk about this one, but I, I remembered you mentioning Amanda's a big fan of this of uh, Dumble's speech at yeah. the end of term about oh, Cedric, sure. and that no, was like really well good. done in the movie yeah, too. Very good. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I would I would say maybe the last fourth of it, I I would agree with. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. I think they cut out a bit too much with uh, they cut a Barty lot. Crouch Junior yeah. and yes. Barty Crouch, you know, all that. Yeah. Uh, freaking it's, manipulative it's such stuff good, with him. Th- those are some of the best, some of the best parts in in the book. Yeah, and and they're nowhere to be found in the movie. Yeah, yeah. they so. also cut the the parting of the ways chapter. Yeah, oh. is, is a darn shame. Which is a fucking crime. It's a tragedy. Yeah. It truly is. So. Uh, what what is your house, Jake? 
Gryffindor. You're Gryffindor. Okay. Scott's a Slytherin. I'm a Ravenclaw. I, th- I think I've taken the test three times, and I've, I've gotten Gryffindor every time. I nice. can see that. I, I, I could Jake see Jake is well. a very loyal, good friend. Fuck yeah. You're just not like a dick jock, though. That's the only like, <laughs> yeah, Gryffindor trait that you're missing. Yeah. True. I mean, I don't know. Are you like uh, like half Gryffindor, half Hufflepuff? Like a Gryffindor? I could see that. Mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe some of uh, maybe my wife r- rubbed off on <laughs> My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well let's uh let's fucking do this man let's yeah. let's jump in here scotty hit us with them notes all right so chapter 36 where like i said where we last left off was the uh demise of sirius at the hand of bellatrix in the what now they have just straight up named the chamber of death uh they hadn't really or the room of death or whatever they called it um I, that that cha- that archway is real cool. I you know they talk about how they're studying. I think you and I talked about how they're like you know the Department of Mysteries is like studying these different aspects of like magic and whatever like time in the one room and death yeah. in here and all this stuff. My headcanon is actually that they just found this arch somewhere and they just buried it deep within the Department of Mysteries and they no one actually ever goes in there because they're just terrified of this thing. That's, that's my head can. I mean, hey, I, oh, yeah. I could I could subscribe to that. That's because this thing is cool too cool. Yeah, yeah, this thing is too cool to actually ever be understood. I, so. I would love yeah. to see or hear of a time when they were trying to figure it out and then some, like like finally the decision had to be made like yeah. all right we we can't fuck with this thing like okay 30 people have died to this thing we just <laughs> we, hey, we uh, have who to try call to, who quits. wants to walk through yeah <laughs> who wants to go next <laughs> want to pull straws pull wands for that <laughs> exactly no i'll pull your wand <laughs> so chapter 36 uh harry understandably having a hard time processing that sirius is gone uh, he is like yelling and screaming. No, he's just on the other side of the curtain. I'll get him. He's fine. Lupin trying to control and convince him. You know, Lupin is like, he's gone. He's gone. You need to accept this. Uh, it's uh, it's he's he's not in a good way. Our, our guy, Harry here, understandably. So Dumble has most of the remaining deeters all bondaged up in the center of the room. Because apparently he can fight most of them at once. Uh, baller. He's <laughs> yeah. a real fucking baller. He's got biggest dick in the room, dude. Yeah, We've definitely. established this. Yeah. So I I asked last week about, like, you know, they keep saying, like, oh, Tonks is down and Moody is down. And I'm like, I don't know if they're alive or dead or whatever. Apparently they're alive. Yeah. Moody they're apparently alive because he's crawling over to, Tron- to Tonks to try and revive her. So I assume she's alive as well, which she is. Kingsley, our boy Kingsley Shacklebolt, has apparently finished wrecking shop on the two dudes who he was fighting because now he's running over to fight Bellatrix. And <laughs> I want you to know, <laughs> I typed this out and immediately had to retract it because I was like, oh, she's fucked now that she's fighting a real opponent and not a cocky <laughs> asshole. And as soon as I typed that, it's like, oh, Kingsley Fat Shacklebolt fell down crying out in pain. And I'm like, well, yeah. fuck, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't think that like I don't think that we ever get to explicitly like read that Bellatrix is an incredibly powerful witch. You only get it through like context clues like this, right? Well yeah, this this is right like you said, kind of context clues here, because not only does she immediately fuck up Kingsley, 
Dumble fires something at her, and she manages to deflect Dumble, which apparently yes. no one else has managed to do in this whole room. She and, is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. and she, she manages to get away. And I, I, <laughs> I have typed, oh, look out, we got a real badass over here. Uh, <laughs> Bellatrix, anyone that can deflect Dumble's bullshit, obviously pretty, pretty OP. Yeah. So, of course... After seeing these things, like fucking Kingsley Shacklebolt and Dumble unable to take her down, Harry immediately thinks, oh, I can take her, uh, <laughs> screams about Sirius, and runs after her. And I'm like, yeah. of course. Yeah. How could I not see that coming? It's that testosterone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. So he chases her out to the atrium. Where she's like, she she finally realizes, like, wait, why am I running from this little bitch? Uh, stops, starts taunting him. Harry, like, full on is, like, full of hate. He goes, like, full, like, Palpatine here. Uh, he lets Do the it. hate flow through him and uh, busts out Crucio. Uh, <laughs> hits her with it and knocks her down, but she pops right back up. And she's like, oh, you little shit. You have to really mean it for the un unforgivable curses. She, like, is talking mad shit to him. She's like, oh, is this your first time doing an unforgivable curse? Yeah, well, you suck at it, basically. <laughs> so uh, it's a good thing no one is around to see this because just one use of that can get you sent to Azkaban, right? Apparently, Supposedly, yes. yes. Supposedly, yeah. Moody's done it, like, well, I guess that was fake Moody. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, so... <clears throat> Bellatrix is like, give, give me the prophecy, and I'll spare your life. <laughs> and he's like, joke's on you, bitch. I broke that shit. <laughs> Which is pretty good. Uh, as soon as he says this, his scar starts hurting. And so Voldy knows. Voldy's big pissed about this. Uh, Harry, I do like this. Harry realizes this and then uses this to taunt her more. He's like, oh, yeah, your boy Voldy isn't going to be happy about this, is he? Like, yeah, you were supposed to get the prophecy and now it's busted and he's going to be pissed. Uh, yeah, so he's giving her shit. This is this is real good. I do have this direct from the, the book. He's like, nothing there, nothing to say. Because she's like trying to Accio or whatever the prophecy and he's like, nothing there, nothing to summon. It smashed and nobody heard what it said. Tell your boss. And she's like, no, it isn't true. You're lying. Master, I tried. I tried. Do not punish me. And this is real good. Harry goes, he can't hear you from here. And just, can't I, Potter? Said Dude. a high, cold voice. <laughs> and Voldy's standing right there in front of him in all his gross snake -like he might glory. he might give snape a run for his money on that entrance yeah damn Can't good. I, potter that was a pretty good entrance that's a pretty <laughs> good entrance uh really puts dipshit harry in his place here so yeah. i i want to before before we get into like the fucking hype shit right here i do want to mm. point out and jake can attest to this dan radcliffe sucked at acting when he was young right mm. uh it's bad yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's i mean it's it, it's bad did he ever get but, really good <laughs> well you're you know you're you're right he's still not fantastic he's definitely more of like a broadway type actor than he is a film actor but this is the first time i feel like like this scene where he's like chasing bellatrix and like trying to curse her and he's screaming about Sirius that we finally see him and and harry obviously like 
have this like heavy emotional outburst in the movies and it actually like is believable yeah. and hard hitting and good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. So yeah, I just it's there's not a lot of good things about this movie in my opinion. Um, this is one of them. Uh, I think the last time that Harry tried having this like or Dan Radcliffe had this like emotional outburst was when he's like screaming about Cedric Sirius dying. Oh. Well, yes, but like when he's like mad though, he's like screaming oh, about sure. Sirius and he's like, he was their friend, and he like it's just <laughs> oh, so yeah. corny and like man. shitty. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean it's just the growth as an actor is there, but it, also the scene itself was actually believable and good. Uh I just wanted to point out um what I love about this uh little section you read off, Scott, is how Bellatrix is totally like, you know, Top 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 notch, right? Right. I mean, she's not afraid of Dumbledore. She's like this badass yeah. witch. And immediately, as soon as she finds out that this prophecy right. is gone, she's like, oh she's shit. Terrified. Yeah. Like she's she's yeah. not like that's yeah. how much power Voldemort has. Like she's like pissing her pants right now. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I'm Good glad you out. said that, Jake, because I'm going to bring that up later. Uh, which ja- Zach always loves when I say things like <laughs> Oh my like god. That. To be continued. Well, yeah, when I use uh, his own arguments against him, it's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> so Bellatrix is, yeah, like to your point, she's like, please don't punish me, Master. I tried. And she's like sobbing at his feet and everything. And he's like, I didn't enter the ministry to hear you sobbing. Shut the fuck up. Uh, she tries to warn him of who he, who's here. She's like, hey, he's down below. Uh, hey, watch out. And he kind of just cuts her off. He's not listening to her. He's like, I've had enough of your shit, kid. <laughs> and tries to abracadabra uh, our guy, Harry. But the statue moves in front of the, uh, moves in front to block the unblockable spell. And uh, Dumble <laughs> has you. arrived. And this hey, is Scott, where. Wait, 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 hold on, Scott. What is that? Dumbledore's music I hear. Is that Dumbledore's <laughs> music I hear? <laughs> um. Yeah. This. Okay. Is this well done in the movie? I I think so. Yes. Because I mean, this is this is the most important like scene in the book. It's probably. It's... It's done well in the movie, but I think the most disappointing part about this scene is that uh, Dumbledore does not use the statues in the movie. Oh, interesting. So, I okay, yes, you're right. I think, I think that the most disappointing thing, the, the part that doesn't land in the movie is the possession thing. Oh, no, for sure, for sure, yeah. No. That is, is bad. Yeah, the possession um, thing is a is, little is cringe. Really but the duel between Dumbledore and Voldemort, I think, is done very well. I think it's the I most I wish that they would have expanded upon duel. like the moves and the magics that they were using for the fight, but I think yeah. it looks incredible. Oh, yeah. It still looks very good. Oh, absolutely. It's, cool. it's badass. Yeah. yeah. The I would just like to point out that the uh the picture at the start of this chapter, like they have the pictures at the start of every chapter. Uh, shows them like dueling and Voldy mm-hmm. is holding like some kind of a snake shield and I did not read about a snake shield in in <laughs> these chapters and I kept waiting <laughs> for him to bust out a snake yeah, shield that, and it never happens that is so I'm very disappointed 
Also, their wands are like 13 feet long. Aren't most wands like <laughs> yes, 13 yes. inches-ish long? Uh, I still love that picture, though. It's a good illustration. So I just yeah. want to gripe about it. <laughs> so my next note just says, okay, fuck. I had to read that all in one go. The Dumble Show stops for no one. So I never do this. I had to read through this entire section and then go back and take notes. I usually take my notes as I go along, but this was this was pretty hype, and I just had Dude. to read through it all in one yes. go. <laughs> so, and then I had to go back. So, this this is badass. They they start fighting, of course. Uh, he Voldy shoots out his his abracadabra Dumble, who just like. I'm guessing he's apparating. He just like disappears and reappears somewhere else. He instant transmission, so let's just call it that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he comes over up behind Voldy, and he's so he starts using. He's like animating different the different statues that are there in the fountain, and he's using them to like not only a protect Harry. One of them's like full on Harry guard duty. B like fight off Bellatrix. And then C, just kind of, like, weave in and out, like, attack Voldy, block for him. Um, he's doing all this while also doing all this other cool shit. Yes. So, it's really rad how he's just, like, multitasking with all these spells. Um, he sends he sends one of them off, the witch, I guess, off at Bellatrix, who can't handle it. She just, like, gets uh, trapped under it, like, immediately. This, this, this badass Bellatrix just gets taken out of the fight almost instantly. Um, he sends like the centaur at Voldy, who is also instant transmissioning all over the place, and the the statue, the the headless, I guess this is the wizard or whatever, is just like trying to get Harry away from the fight. <sighs> Dumble Dumble has some sick lines here. He says, "Yeah, he fucking does." Yeah, man. He says, "It was foolish to come here tonight, Tom." I love that he calls him Tom. It's uh, so good. Dude, that is so freaking good. <laughs> it's real good that he calls him Tom. Uh, the magical hit wizards are on their way. And Voldy's like, by which time I shall be gone and you will be dead. Uh, he shoots some more shit at him. Um, Dumble either blocks or, you know, like teleports away from it. Um, Oh, Dumble shoots something at him. And Voldy blocks it, and he's like, you do not seek to kill me, Dumbledore. Above such brutality are you? And Dumble goes, we both know that there are ways of destroying a man, Tom. Uh, merely taking your life would... <laughs> Jesus. Merely taking your life would not satisfy me. <laughs> so good. Dude. Scott, and, hold on. Yeah. Okay, I am going to point something out to you really quickly. I think, yeah, I think I know what I skipped, what you're going to say. The shield? Oh, no. Okay. Dumbledore flicked his own wand. The force of the spell that emanated from it was such that Harry, though shielded by his stone guard, felt his hair stand on end as it passed. And this time, Voldemort was forced to conjure a shining silver shield out of thin air to deflect it. So he did conjure a shield. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said that the whole time you were waiting for a shield to come up and, and there was nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I uh, I was picturing that as like more of a force field shield, but it's actually a physical 
Like, yes. hey, I got a night. Sh- okay, you know yeah. what? My bad then. Damn. Um, what I thought you were going to bring up is where it says here, uh, right after Dumble has this badass line about there are other ways of destroying a man, Tom, Dumbledore said calmly, continuing to walk toward Voldemort as though he had not a fear in the world, as though nothing had happened to interrupt his stroll up the hall. This guy is just cool as a damn cucumber. Uh... So, Voldy's, like, super pissed off. He's like, there's nothing worse than death, Dumbledore. And Dumbledore's like, you are quite wrong. (laughs) Closing in upon Voldemort and speaking as lightly as though they were discussing the matter over drinks. Uh, yeah. Indeed, your failure to understand that there are things much worse than death has always been your greatest weakness. Um, yeah. Dumble is just... He's literally just on a Sunday stroll, not a care in the world, fighting off Bellatrix, Harry, and Voldy, because Harry's trying to fight his way out from behind the statue because he's an idiot. Uh, For real. And just calmly ripping ass, as as he does. Uh, So yeah, he basically, I, I think I try to summarize this fight a little bit more here. So Dumble keeps using the animated statues to block Abracadabra. Then he busts out the Balrog's fire whip uh, to wrap up Voldy. <laughs> Fuck yes, uh, he does. But Voldy turns it into a snake and tries to do an old combo combo move on, on Dumble. Has the snake attack him while he attacks him from another direction. But then our... Is that fucking Fox music I hear? <laughs> <laughs> Fox swoops in. Zach's favorite word. Swoops and poops. Swoops uh, and poops. Swimming while pooping. Yeah. Uh, Fox swoops in and just swallows the abracadabra uh, yes. while Dumble poofs the snake out of existence. Of course, abracadabra is, this, this abracadabra is basically killing Fox, but Fox is a phoenix, so he comes right back. So who cares? I mean, I still care. Because it's Fox. Yeah, no, no, we care, but... You're right. But I mean, Fox is just badass. It's just kind of further proving what a badass Fox is. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to take this killing curse, just tank it. Dude. Oh, yeah. He's such a baller. What's better, Fox tanking that killing curse or, or Luffy tanking Crocodile's uh, you final attack? You can't ask me these questions. That's Luffy. It's always going to be Luffy. I That's love Fox, true. but come on. Um... Also, Fox is basically immortal, so that's an easy... Yeah, Luffy is not immortal like Fox is. So, there you go. Fine. Um, Dumble then traps Voldy in, like, a cocoon of the fountain water. And dumbass Harry decides this is a good time to run out and make himself an easy target. Uh, Dumble yells for him to stay back, and it's the first time that he's sounded concerned this entire time. It's like he knows something. It's like he knows. So then, yeah, this is where the possession uh, that you guys were talking about happens. Harry is, this is in his head. He was dead. It was pain beyond imagining, pain past endurance. He was gone from the hall. He was locked in the coils of a creature with red red eyes, so tightly bound that Harry did not know where his body ended and the creatures began. When the creature spoke, it used Harry's mouth so that in his agony, he felt his jaw move. Kill me now, Dumbledore. Um, If death is nothing, Dumbledore, kill the boy. Let the pain stop, thought Harry. Let him kill us. End it, Dumbledore. Death is nothing compared to this, and I'll see Sirius again. 
Fucking heavy. Yeah, pretty heavy. And as Harry's heart filled with emotion, the creature's coils loosened, the pain was gone. Harry was lying face down on the floor, his glasses gone, uh, and there were voices echoing through the hall. And this is where the fight is basically over. Uh, a bunch of the magical hit wizards and corny fudge show up. Dumbledore's there <laughs> in front of Harry. He's like, are you all right? And yeah, the cavalry has arrived and they have seen Voldy. Voldy basically grabbed Bellatrix and got the fuck out of there. Dumble basically tells corny fudge what's up. He's like, hey, I've got several Dieters tied up down below. Fudge looks like he's about to go postal on Dumble again. And Dumble's just like, don't make me kick you and your dude's asses all over again like I did, you know, in my office earlier. Because I will. Uh, I just, I don't really want to right now, but I'll do it if I have to. God damn this man. Dumbledore Uh, laying down the law, man. He lays it down hard. (laughs) Here's the exact quote. Cornelius, I'm ready to fight your men and win again. But a few minutes ago, you saw proof with your own eyes that I've been telling you the truth for a year. Lord Voldemort has returned. You have been chasing the wrong men for 12 months, and it is time you listen to sense. Uh, Fudge finally seeing the light because he saw Voldy himself as well. Dumble says that he'll explain everything to Fudge, but is very insistent that Harry go back to Hogwarts immediately. Uh, because he knows this dumb bitch will absolutely get himself killed unless he is under constant supervision. This motherfucker. Sounds about fair. He's, you know, you know what Harry is. Harry is like, I don't have children, but I know plenty of people that have had children, and they talk about how terrifying it is having a child, and like everything in your house can like murder them and they have to you know like childproof them and how you have to just constantly be on edge and have them under supervision so they don't hurt themselves or injure themselves this is dumbledore with harry harry is this little baby and double has to keep him under constant supervision or he'll go stick a fork in the electrical socket except because he's Harry's a 15 year old little baby except, yes except he's a 15 year old and should know better it's an overgrown baby what can he yeah. say god damn so, Jake, did you baby-proof your house? You know what, man? I'm going to be honest. Uh, with my first, uh, no, I did not. <laughs> but uh, my, Emma, my when s- you're old enough to listen to this show, just know that uh, Jake never loved yeah, me. No, no, it wasn't that. It was that she was just so good, man. But, there you uh, go. Okay. But, but Ezra, man, he just, you know, one second, he's watching toy story in the living room the next thing i know he's playing with scissors that's boys man. they just they get up to some shit yeah hell yeah <laughs> sounds like sounds like he's rad he's he does sound he's rad. pretty pretty rad and crazy good job ezra <laughs> anyway dumble just casually makes a port key out of the statue head and he's like harry get the fuck out of here Fudge freaks out about this. He's like, you, you can't just make an illegal porky right in front of me, bro. And Dumble's like, you want to fucking bet? Just, I don't have the exact quote. Oh, wait, I do have the exact quote here. Uh, now see here, Dumbledore. You haven't got authorization for that porky. You can't do things like that right in front of the Minister of Magic. You, 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 you. And Dumbledore just kind of looks over his shoulder at him. And he's like, dude. Don't test me. 
You will give the order to remove Dolores Umbridge from Hogwarts. You will tell the Aurors to stop searching for my Care of Magical Creatures teacher so that he can return to work. I will give you, he checks his watch, half an hour of my time tonight, in which I think we shall be more than able to cover the important points of what has happened here. After that, I shall need to return to my school. If you need more help from me, you are, of course, more than welcome to contact me at Hogwarts. Letters addressed to the headmaster will find me. Dude. Did you hear the thump that that big dick made when he fucking slapped it on the table? Dude. On the table, he slapped it right in Fudge's face. Right on the forehead. Yeah, it was more of a smack, you're right. Gave him the old mushroom stamp right on the forehead. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man. Mushroom stamped, dude. Fudge can't even speak. And Dumble just turns around and is like, Harry, take this poor key. Get the fuck out of here. And that's the end of the chapter. That that was an incredible chapter. Uh, yeah, wow, holy shit. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's so fun. It's It's got everything. Uh, Obviously, I know that, you know, we have two books left. Voldy can't be defeated, but man, if Dumble was wrecking his ass. Like, I just, I just want Dumble to like, do it. Just fucking murk this bitch, cause he can, cause he's rad. And that's that's the only disappointment I have is that I feel like Harry just Harry's so, dumbass just ruined this. I I will say, Scott, with this is gonna tread the line of spoiler territory, but I I will absolutely not cross that. I promise. Uh there is not a throwaway reason, a legitimate, very good reason why Dumbledore could not just finish it. Oh, I'm sure there is. There's always some magical bullshit happening. Well, but, but th- this is actually, I, I feel, I'm going to go ahead and predict this now, and Jake, hopefully you feel the same, but yes, I feel like this will be one of the quote-unquote reveals of the series that you will be like, huh, okay, that was laid down early on and makes sense and and i can subscribe to this i think i think it will be a good uh reveal or understanding when once it is yeah once it's brought up no okay. as to, I as to why okay yeah. it's Fair probably enough. one of the best it's, parts of the it's series definitely not the fucking junior thing <laughs> <laughs> junior oh man yeah junior that's that whole thing all right, so chapter 37, this one is going to be a long haul. I hope you're ready for a marathon because, holy yeah. shit, this chapter just goes and goes and goes, and there's a lot of important information here that I would feel remiss in my duties if I did not touch on. Yeah, so. I feel like this is like one of the most important uh, chapters in this book. I, I think my exact quote to Zach when I was discussing the, the recording tonight was, uh, this one chapter has more important information than the first three books combined. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say uh, Scott does an incredible job of not talking to me about <laughs> his Harry Potter experience as the week goes on. He always, you know, holds his tongue and, and saves it for the pod. Uh, but we were texting yesterday and he was like, I am so stressed out having to deal with how many <laughs> Just how much I have to fucking talk about in this chapter. So yeah. I, I hope that's a good thing, but it could be bad. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Well, like I said, I think there will be a mixed bag here. I have 
so many notes, so the only thing we can do is jump in here. But please, yeah. by all means, if you either of you fuckers want to, you know, stress a point or jump in here, feel free to stop me and my rambling. Sure. So, Harry's back in Dumble's office alone, and all he can think about is how it's all his fault. Uh, unlike Cedric, which he also had these feelings, this time it's definitely true. This This is all your fault. Uh, last time, you know, I think I was like, man, that's tough that he feels that way because I can totally see where he's coming from, that he thinks it's his fault about Cedric, but, you know, it's not his fault. That's a tough position to be in. This time, I'm just like, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's your fault. You're an idiot. Uh, Hermione was 100% right, and Voldy used that shit uh, to his advantage. Yeah. His whole hero complex thing. It's a bad look. Bad look for our guy. Yes, to this point, uh, Harry has shown a complete inability to learn his lesson and grow, and my only hope for this fucking last two books here is that we get some kind of growth from this motherfucker, because he has had zero, in my opinion, up until this point. So, I hope he learns from this. If anything can make this fucker learn, I would hope it would be this. I, I don't <laughs> the look Jake just gave I don't know if that's promising or terrifying me or what but all for you to find out yeah razzle dazzle anyway. razzle dazzle Jake is catching on quick he is catching on quick <laughs> I mean so, I have been listening for you know however that, that's how long this podcast has been going on for 16 years that's what it feels like to me <laughs> I did my how old is 13 years of it in Azkaban <laughs> uh, my next note all in caps Fuck yes, Phineas Knight jealous. Give him the wet sloppy business. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Wet sloppy business. Unfortunately, Phineas does not feature as heavily and prominently in this chapter as I wanted him to. He has like one good line. I was honestly very disappointed because when he first piped up, I was... So hype. Jake, you haven't heard this yet. Or maybe you have. Have I talked about how Phineas Nigelis, best new character in these books? Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you've heard yet and what you haven't. <clears throat> I don't think so. The release schedule is weird. Anyway, <laughs> I love Phineas Nigelis. So another portrait tells Harry that Dumble holds him in high esteem. Uh, and I just say, why? Uh, even, <laughs> e, even this fucker Harry is uncomfortable with this. He he himself is like, why? Why? Uh, Dumble gets back, takes little baby fox out of his pocket, puts him on his little perch, and I'm like, oh, little baby fox. Uh, then 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 we have this Harry and Dumble conversation, which goes on forever. But a lot of information here. So look, I, I'll, yeah. all I want to say before you jump into this, Scott, mm -hmm. is. Every single book, you've wanted to know things. And we we learn a little in every book, but there's always still a lot of like, okay, but I don't understand this, or I don't sure. understand that. This is finally the time where it's like, okay, let me just blow my load. No, definitely. Yeah. And I, it's not that I'm not appreciative of learning these things. In fact, some things I wish I didn't find out the answer to, but... Interesting, okay. Yeah, I mean, let's, yeah, we'll, hmm. we'll get to it. So, Dumble's like, I know how you're feeling. And Harry, of course, is like, no, you don't. He's 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 all pissed. Uh, here Here's the only good part my boy Phineas gets here. He says, 
You see, Dumbledore, never try to understand the students. They hate it. They would much rather be tragically misunderstood, wallow in self-pity, stew in their own, and Dumbledore cuts him off. He says, that's enough, Phineas. (laughs) And that's basically the only good shit that my boy Phineas gets here. He's a savage. Yeah. Uh, Dumble calmly explains to Harry that there's no shame in what he's feeling, that his ability to feel pain like this is his greatest strength. And I'm like, well, he sure doesn't have any other strengths. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I, po- I suppose by default, something has to be his greatest strength. Uh, Harry screams that he doesn't want to talk about how he feels, that he doesn't want to be human, throws a big old temper tantrum, and starts destroying Dumble's office while screaming about how he just wants to get out for it to be over. Dumble is calm through the whole thing. Um, saying he does care and that it's natural for him to feel this way. Bro, I love Dumbledore in this chapter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes and no. Yes oh, and come no. on. Dude, Yeah, I, Dumbledore is, th- this is one of my, like not because he's a badass, because we have plenty of those, but this is one of my favorite, like Dumbledore, Dumbledore just gets it. Yeah. And he he knows the right things to do and say to like win a conversation. Oh, yeah. Definitely, when it's, even when it's not like a battle, the way that it is like between him and Fudge, you know, or things like that. Like it's yeah. he just he leads the conversation. He knows what he needs to do and say, and it's he's just a master, dude. He he's so badass. Mm-hmm. All that is true. I I I don't want to get ahead of myself. I I, okay. I will right. I will get there. Harry tries to leave. But the door won't open. Dumble says, you can't leave until I've had my say. Uh, He even has a good crack here about, he's like, by all means, keep destroying my possessions if it makes you feel better. I've got too many anyway. And I'm just Uh, like, the cheek on this man. The cheek on this man is real good. And Harry's like, do you think I want to hear what you've got to say? I don't care what you've got to say. I don't want to hear anything about it. And Dumble says, you will, though, because you are not nearly as angry with me as you ought to be. If you are to attack me, as I know you are close to doing, I would like to have thoroughly earned it. And so good. Harry's like, what are you talking about? And Dumble says, it is my fault that Sirius died. Or I should say, almost entirely my fault. I will not be so arrogant as to claim responsibility for the whole. Sirius was a brave, clever, and energetic man, and such men are not usually content to sit at home in hiding while they believe others to be in danger. True Gryffindor maneuver. Um, Nevertheless, you should never have believed for an instant that there was any necessity for you to go for the Department of Mysteries tonight. If I had been open with you, Harry, as I should have been, you would have known a long time ago that Voldemort might try and lure you to the Department of Mysteries, and you would never have been tricked into going there tonight. And Sirius would not have had to come after you. That blame lies with me and with me alone. I get what you're saying, Dumble, but uh, a bunch of people tried to talk sense into Harry and he did not listen. So it's true. uh, You can split the blame. You can split it. I I feel like I I do agree with that. And I do still think Harry made the wrong decision, obviously. Right. Obviously. But. When we're talking about the powers that be, who, 
who else would make him help him make this kind of sense of it than Dumbledore, who understands all of it wholeheartedly? Hermione, although she was correct, mm-hmm. she was making a guess. Harry, sure. what if blah, 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 right? Sure. If Dumbledore, because obviously Harry's a dipshit and he won't listen to Snape, if Dumbledore was the person to tell him, dude, this is what is going on, this is why we're doing this, right? I, I feel like that would have yielded a different result. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. And I feel like that's 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 almost the start of a lot of my Dumble problems here is like, I feel like in the very first conversation we had in the very first book, Zach, I called into question uh, Dumbledore's decision making. And boy, do I feel like not since maybe that first episode have I swung back around on boy, I just don't know if I buy any of these calls or decisions you are making, Dumble. Uh... There's seen like, yeah, th- this uh, I'll get to more, but this is the start of one where it's like his reasonings that he gives seem flimsy at best. I feel like, okay, listen, I feel like Dumble has like this habit that he's uh, gotten into where he likes to like let people take their own path to a fault. Oh, sure. He's like, you know what? Let's see how this plays out. You know, oh, definitely. Come on. Maybe he'll make the right choice. I don't know. You know, and he gives Harry all the options, you know, the occlumency. Uh, That's true. You know, his friends. But, I mean, you know, I, I got to partially agree with you that, I mean, yeah, like, from the beginning of, like, as soon as soon as soon as Voldemort came back, Dumble should have just, like, laid it out for Harry. Like, hey, man, listen. Yeah, like. This is going to happen. It's serious at that point. Like, you're kind of past the point of no return on once Voldy has his full body back and his full powers. It's like, right. yeah, like it's inevitable. Now. You know. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would agree. I, I think that one of one of the the main, and I'm not gonna say it's the like theme of this entire saga, but one of the underlying like themes of this is is people having their own faults right like the mm. things that they struggle with and th- their weaknesses and like either one coming to terms with them or or growing from them right well this this is maybe a little early on but but you're catching on to the beginning of this this is absolutely a fault of Dumbledore's and and I will still hold true to the fact that I think Dumbledore is a master chess player and he sees the result that he's trying to achieve in the massive scheme of things. I don't think that all of the uh the emotional like reasoning uh of a lot of these things necessarily follows up and meets that. But when this is all said and done, I think I think you will feel like, okay, I see the point and I see the reason uh much in the in the same light that we're like okay we understand why why Sirius you know is a dipshit like he loves Harry but you mm. know it's just a little misdirected a little mis- misplaced i feel like a little bit of that same thing is happening with Dumbledore's opinions on on how to maneuver everything all he's looking at is the final result mm-hmm. sure 
I I can see what you're saying. By the way, you said you talked about how everyone has their fault and this and that, and I was like, is Hermione's only fault in that she has terrible taste in Friends? Like, because that's <laughs> that's all I see wrong with Hermione. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know, maybe, mm, fuck Boy, that's <laughs> anyway, a tough one <laughs> She should have dumped those dipshits years ago uh, So Harry finally sits down Dumble gets Harry to sit down And we get the last taste of Phineas here Which I'm very, very upset about He's like, uh, by what you're saying Am I to understand that my great-great-grandson The last of the blacks is dead? And he's like, I don't believe it and he leaves to go to the Black House and check, and that's the last we see of him, and it makes me very sad. Uh, so here Dumble has, has a pretty good line. He says, Harry, I owe you an explanation, an explanation of an old man's mistakes, for I see now that what I have done and not done with regard to you bears all the hallmarks of the failings of age. Youth cannot know how age thinks and feels, but old men are guilty if they forget what it was was to be young. And I seem to have forgotten lately. Basically, he's saying, I forget that young people are dipshits and you have to constantly, you know, basically help them get out of their dipshitness. Uh, damn it, um, or Scott. They, or they're going to make terrible decisions, uh, is how I interpret that. Yes, that is basically true, okay? This is this is all I, I have to constantly remind myself with you, Scott, that you are somebody who operates slow like solely on uh logic and yes. black and white, which yes. is is good. However, uh the idea of compassion and emotion uh is an idea and that's it for you. <laughs> that's it's it's an abstract concept for, you know, of an, an automaton like myself. Uh we Time is a flat circle. I can't feel or or you know any of those emotions. Well, time is a flat circle. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said that. Uh, so anyway, Dumble recaps everything. A bunch of stuff we already know about Harry and Voldy's connection and how they can feel each other's emotions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There was a long bit about that, and um, so he's like. I believed it could not be long before Voldemort attempted to force his way into your mind to manipulate and misdirect your thoughts. And I was not so eager to give him more incentives to do so. I was sure that if he realized that our relationship was or had ever been closer than that of headmaster and pupil, he would seize his chance to use you as a means to spy on me. I feared the uses to which he would put you, the possibility that he might try and possess you. Um, Harry, I believe I was right to think that Voldemort would have made use of you in such a way. On those rare occasions when we had close contact, I thought I saw, I saw a shadow of him stir behind your eyes. I was trying in distancing myself from you to protect you. An old man's mistake. So here, he's basically trying to explain why he's been, like, not... You know, recognizing Harry, Just not looking distant. him in the eye, distancing himself from Harry, barely acknowledging his existence. This entire book. Um, Does this reasoning fit for you, or are you not a fan? This this is what I'm talking... One of the things I'm talking about when I feel like it's, it's pretty flimsy. Because look at the alternative. Like, look at what happened with him trying to do this. Like, yeah. yes. the result is... 
a nightmare. Like I don't under I don't foresee any way when with him just you know talking to Harry, telling him these things, making him aware of these things, himself teaching Harry Occlumency mm-hmm. how yes. this could have possibly gone yes, any yes, worse. Yes, yes, yes. And listen, Dumble is like taking responsibility for this. He's saying, "Yeah, I was wrong." You know, I I should have done these things. This this was my mistake, and mm-hmm. I get and appreciate that. All I'm saying is like his his reasoning behind it, his thought process behind this stratagem he was trying to do, I feel like is pretty flimsy. Yeah, I feel like for like being such an old wise person, he should yes. have known better. That's my thing, and, and I kind kind of agree with Scott on this for for the most part. Um, you know, if, if, if Dumbledore knew so early on that this is what Voldemort was going to attempt, why did they not start Occlumency immediately? Why, why did he not talk to Harry? Like, Hey, listen, these dreams you're having, man, you gotta shut them out. And they just kind of keep going and going until it's like, you know, it's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, okay. So. I, I do want to address that. Uh, so there... Okay. This is the first school year, the first book we are having where Voldemort has a body, where he, where he is a physical being. Yes, okay. but Harry has had Voldy connection dreams for two books now. He, he has. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. However, Voldemort's strength has been completely... Uh, muted by the fact that he did not have a physical body and and he wasn't a physical being. So it it wasn't until this book or until this year where had these things become more consistent, the worry should be there. Should Dumbledore have seen it early on? Yes, I I, I do agree with that. But I do want to say, and I'm going to allude to some stuff we'll find out later in the book so I can hopefully have Jake's confirmation on this, but I mentioned earlier that one of the underlying themes of this series is people having weaknesses, right? Their faults. And I think what I was trying to say then is that Dumbledore's, specifically Dumbledore's fault, it, well, there's two of them. It's trusting in people, and it is uh, operating in secret, which sounds like they're two sides of the same coin, which is very interesting. He will always he will always only give up an, enough information for there to be some type of action done, but never the full information because he feels like he's got to hold all that close to his chest. And I want to point out that, and you mentioned this already, Scott, so you know, I, I know that you're not like necessarily arguing this, but like the only good thing and what I love about Dumbledore's character is that he realizes it and he will admit it and take the responsibility and be like, look, I fucked up. This is oh, why definitely. I fucked up. You know? Um, but you, you will learn more about how this is a problem with Dumbledore, specifically Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I do appreciate that he acknowledges, just straight up acknowledges his mistakes. Like despite having the biggest dick in the universe, he's also like (laughs) a humble ass dude. Like he's like, yeah, man, this was my mistake. But like, okay. To, to Jake's point about like how he probably should have taken action. sooner i would just the the thought i just had was like okay well maybe uh instead of 
putting putting like Lupin or Moody or whoever on guard duty inside the the Department of Mysteries. Maybe have like one of them start teaching Harry Occlumency a long ass time ago and maybe somebody he likes and would trust because also what is the point of having them on guard duty in the department of mysteries when only Voldy or Harry could pick up this fucking prophecy anyway? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but is fucking whatever the hell his name is. Who's the guy that got caught and sent to Azkaban? Uh, oh, not shoot. Rookwood. Um, uh, no, the 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 Order of the Phoenix guy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Podmore. Sturgis Podmore. Yeah. Sturgis Pod. Yeah. If Voldy shows up to go get the thing out of the Department of Ministry Mysteries, is Sturgis Podmore gonna fucking stop him? Fuck no. No. So what is even the point of them being there? Yeah. I think I think the point is that that Dumbledore does know that Voldemort would not try and go get it himself. Well, okay, because, then you're all set. Because Voldemort, because Voldemort does not realize that either one of them have to be the ones to grab the to take possession of it but dumbledore knows that right so why doesn't he divulge that to harry right well, that because, or be, just like why is he wasting manpower on guard duty when because okay. they can't get it anyway fair fair but i'll tell you why okay. because the more of his people that get in there the more chance he realizes it has to be one of them two to do it. So either, one, he will try and have Harry do it, in which he did, or two, he will say, all right, fuck it, I, it's time for me to come out of the shadows and go do it myself now. Yeah. So, so they're there in place. They're pawns, specifically. They're there in place so that, so that none of the smaller pieces get the chance to learn that information and get there. They're just a deterrent, really. They're not, okay. they're not to stop. They're it's just... not like he's got a ton of people there. It's one fucking person. Right, but that's what I'm saying is like maybe one of them teaching Harry Occlumency all summer maybe would have been a better use of... We have already f- established that Snape is, is he's the only He's the best, one... but is he the only one that can do it? Maybe not. I mean, if Harry could even have learned yeah. even a little bit of that shit, I feel like it would have been helpful because he didn't learn nothing. Spoiler alert. I mean, did Harry even try? That's no. I mean, he didn't. And that's because it was Snape. And that's, right. uh, again, I'm just like, Dumble Why admits that, that mistake choice? here later, too, where yeah. it's like, how could you not see that coming? Dumble? Yeah, no, we I, all dude, saw that I, coming. I think, I think what it is, dude, like, okay, I, I, I will never stop trying to defend Dumbledore. Although, <laughs> I, I, will, Obviously. I will admit when he fucks up, which I feel like I have, I feel like I've admitted that and I've acknowledged what his problem is, but I want, I just don't want you to be annoyed by it. I want you to make sense of it. So Dumbledore, he, he just, I feel like one with his age and two with his immense power, it's, it would be very easy to forget the mundane things that like are not at that level. Like this is a fair point. Like, okay, okay, I'll you, you buy know, we, that argument. To, to the analogy of Dumbledore having the biggest dick, it's like he, he might forget that you kind of have to go down on a girl every now and then. You can't just always use the big dick energy. You know, you got you to have some foreplay. And he forgets about these little small things. And Are you saying Dumbledore isn't a giving lover? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so... 
Anyway, that's the analogy. That's my point. No, no that's I think a fair I, point. He's, he's acknowledging it, and he's like, fuck, you know what? This okay. is some dumb, small, 15-year-old bullshit that I did not think about because I'm not a fucking idiot. I am willing to buy the argument that Dumble's plane of thinking and consciousness is so high above these others that he can overlook the idiocy of this little 15-year-old kid for a moment but I will bring that rack back around here. In a <laughs> oh bit. boy, Zach. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. So Snape told, Oh, I, I we had this too. So Voldemort's uh, Dumble finished with Voldemort's aim in possessing you as he demonstrated tonight would not have been my destruction. He, cause originally that's what it kind of seems like is he's trying to, well, I guess it, it kind of doesn't, but it, it would almost seem like throughout the book, the, the track that was being laid was, uh, oh, Harry wants to keep attacking Dumbledore, you know, sure. when, like, he, he's having Voldy's emotions and everything like that. Right. But Dumbledore's like, yeah, Voldy knows you can't fucking touch me, basically. He's like, it would not have been my destruction, it would have been yours. He hoped when he possessed you briefly that I would sacrifice you in the hope of killing him. So, Snape told Dumble about Harry dreaming of the Department of Mysteries, and Dumble knew that Voldy would try and use it so that it was imperative that he learn occlumency. Which, of course, he didn't even try, which Harry admits, despite Hermione telling him to constantly. He's like, yeah, Hermione told me, but I didn't listen. Listen, uh, listen, real quick, real quick. Yes. I, I just gotta say, you know, to to uh, your point, Zach, uh, is it really Dumbledore's fault, you know... We're saying that Harry, you know, if Dumbledore had just come to him in the first place, like, hey, listen, I'll teach you occlumency, been totally open with him. He trusts Dumbledore, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this entire time, everybody's like, Harry, you know, Dumbledore trusts Snape. Dumbledore trusts Snape. Just, (laughs) you know, go with it, man. Dumbledore trusts Snape. And Harry's like, nah, nah, I don't think so. You know, mm-hmm. Harry puts so much trust in Dumbledore, but doesn't consider the fact that, like, Snape is, like, one of the most trusted or- Order of the Phoenix members, you know. He's it's, only trusted because Dumbledore trusts him. Right, right. I mean, you know, the most trusted by Dumbledore, I should say. But, I mean... Fair. You know, it's like, what do you want? If, if he, Harry trusts Dumbledore so much, then he should just... Do the Aquaman with, with Snape. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I don't. Like, I, what, I guess all I'm saying is that, like... Uh, that was the mistake, right? Is, is trusting Harry. Like, Harry's an idiot. And, yeah. and we've talked about this a million times. Absolutely. And he's a dipshit who... I mean, gave no shits about it when he should have. Uh... The only the only difference is us three and everybody who's reading these books have the perspective of reading the books and knowing <laughs> everything we know. Yeah, you sure. know, and so so Dumbledore's just coming from a position of like, mm, you know, although had you not been a dipshit student and just done what I <laughs> needed you to do, we would have been fine. But because I'm the person who's literally calling the shots and making the decisions on everything. I could have gone about it a different way. That's it. Right. Yeah. That that may have yielded a better result. 
Yeah, it's the the Harry Snape thing is is something I'll I'll get more into later, but yeah. Anyway, so Harry explains that he tried to confirm the series had been taken. Uh, but Dumble is like, yeah, creature lied to you, bro. Uh, he's been serving Mrs. Malfoy for months. When Sirius yelled at him to get out, he like told he's yelling at him to like get out of the room or whatever. Uh, he interpreted it as get out of the house, and he was able to leave and go talk to. Is her name Nar- Narcissa? Right? Mm-hmm. Narcissa. Yeah. Um, Narcissa. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> and. Uh, so there were plenty of things that Sirius forbade Creature to tell, like stuff about the Order and all that, uh, which he couldn't break that. But he did tell them of how close Sirius and Harry were, which is just what Voldy needed, the leverage Voldy needed, basically, to get Harry where he needed him. Mm-hmm. So here's Dumble again. He's basically saying, like, when you gave Professor Snape that... He says cryptic warning. I think that's hilarious. I don't know if that's sarcasm from our guy Dumble here because it was absolutely not a cryptic warning at all. Uh, I just think that's funny. He's like... I think it was cryptic, Scott. (laughs) Yeah, it was very cryptic. (laughs) Padfoot! uh, Fucking Padfoot is in the place with the thing! (laughs) Uh, He realized that you had had a vision of Sirius trapped in the bowels of the Department of Mysteries. He, like you, attempted to contact Sirius at once. I should explain that members of the Order of the Phoenix have more reliable methods of communicating than the fire in Dolores Umbridge's office. (laughs) Subtle shade from Dumbledore here. Like, what the fuck Uh, are you thinking, dude? Also, I have to interject here. This is where I think I mentioned this last episode about how when Snape comes in, Harry's like, oh, shit, I forgot. Snape is a part of the Order of the Phoenix. Why did we... Go to him, because obviously McGonagall's not around. None of the other orders of the Phoenix members are around. I gotta call out my girl Hermione, because she agrees to the dumb fireplace plan, and I feel like if anyone was gonna be like, hey, maybe we should go ask Snape if anything is okay, it would have been her. But she agreed to this plan, and I'm, I'm, I'm very sad about it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't a typical Hermione move here. No, it's it's that's why this is so shocking when she doesn't do something like this because she is the Snape defender too. Uh, I don't remember her. Maybe I'm just completely forgetting if she mentioned Snape at all, and they just Ron and her Harry were just like, "No, we're dicks. We hate Snape. We're not going to talk to him." She okay. Yeah, big fuck up by our girl. I mean, <laughs> but 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 listen, listen, hear me out, hear me out. She, it, it's I mean, picture trying to level with that's the a, thing, a yeah, a fucking no. child who's a yes. dipshit. Yes, for it's, sure. It's like, look, thing. I'm fucking telling you, this is not this is not true. I'm telling you, right. What I truly believe it is, you're gonna get us fucked up. Harry yeah. will not let it go, and he's gonna do something stupid regardless. So she's like, let me at least try and help. Right. If yeah. we can prove that he's okay, will you please drop it? Yeah, right. That is it. She was probably also like, listen, I've already like given Harry all this shit and like tried to talk him out of this by calling him out for his hero complex bullshit. If I try to like, you know, bring up Snape, he'll get even more pissed at me than he already is. And I just don't want to deal with that. I just can't. I just can't right now. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah that's that's probably so anyway i thought about that and i was like god anyway so professor snape found out that sirius was alive safe and well in grimald place when however you did not return from your trip into the forest with dolores umbridge I totally forgot about that whole bit from last chapters, the least, <laughs> the least memorable part of this damn book. Uh, Professor Snape grew worried that you still believe Sirius to be a captive of Lord Voldemort's. He alerted certain Order members at once. Alistair Moody, Nymphador Tonks, King Kingsley Shacklebolt, and my fucking guy Remus Lupin were at headquarters when he made contact. They're all just hanging out, conveniently. Uh, they all agreed to go to your aid at once. Professor Snape, because he's smart, requested that Sirius remain behind as he needed somebody to remain at headquarters to tell me what had happened, for I was due there at any moment. In the meantime, he, Professor Snape, intended to search the forest for you. But Sirius did not wish to remain behind while the others went to search for you. He delegated to Creature the task of telling me what had happened. Uh, bad Nicely call done. from our guy Sirius. <laughs> yeah. And so it was that when I arrived in Grimmauld Place shortly after they had all left for the ministry, it was the elf who told me, laughing fit to burst, where Sirius had gone. So here's where we get the whole creature reveal that uh, has been teased throughout the book. Creature injured Buckbeak to keep Sirius basically occupied and out of the way when he had his little chat with Harry in the fire. Dumble, quote, persuaded him. Uh, I don't know if he... The way Dumble said this makes me think maybe he, like... <laughs> I think he crucio him. Yeah, I, I think he might have. Uh, persuaded him to tell him all these things. Harry is pissed and angrily says that Hermione had been saying that they should be nice to Creature. And Dumble is like, yeah, she's exactly right. <laughs> Creature is what he has been made by wizards, much like Dobby, and that Sirius treated him less than human, a possession or object. Creature had faults, Dumble says, but Sirius made them worse. Uh, Harry, yeah. big mad about this. Oh, yeah, of course. He, he views this as Dumble insulting Sirius and flies off the handle, ready to attack him again. Uh, Dumble's like, listen, man, like these magical creatures, wizards have done, you know, terrible things to them. And, you know, maybe if we treated them better, stuff like this wouldn't happen. It's a thought. It's, uh, it's pretty fucked up when you think about, I, I feel like this was in last. Yeah, this was in the last book. And you, you even called it out, Scott. Uh, Sirius drops a heavy line on oh yeah he 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 says like something to the extent of like uh judge a man not how but not by he jesus judge a man (laughs) not by how he treats his equals but how he treats his inferiors yes it's about crouch the way he treats his house elf that's exactly right i believe and that fucking uh that didn't age well for our guy (laughs) no it didn't i mean i think dumble to his credit does say something like listen he wasn't like I think he says, like, with most house elves, Sirius treated them actually very well, but there was something particularly about Creature that, like, reminded him of growing up in that house and, like, made him a worse person to Creature than he was with, like, you know, most other house elves. I I believe Dumble says something to that effect, so. 
Uh, you're right, but also, I like I guess gives try and give Sirius a little credit for just creature being his 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 Achilles heel. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So Harry, so after Dumble's like, yeah, no, dude, fucking whatever. Harry immediately changes the subject to blaming Snape. Of as course, he does. Yeah, <laughs> who could have seen that coming? <laughs> um, he's like, well, I fucking tried to tell Snape, and he didn't do nothing. And Dumble is like, dude, he contacted us immediately after the incident in Umbridge's office. He even gave Umbridge fake Veritaserum when she was questioning you before, when Harry didn't actually ever drink it. He, like, did the whole, oh, and tossed it over his shoulder. <laughs> um, oh, this is where I had the note where I thought of this, is why didn't someone as smart as Hermione think to go to Snape instead of stupid Umbridge's fireplace plan? But we already talked about that. So Harry's like, well, Snape taunted Sirius about being stuck in the house. And Dumble is like, yeah, Sirius is much too old and clever to be baited by that. Like, come on. You can't. No, don't. Don't use that as an excuse. Give Sirius a little credit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then so Harry, not giving up, undeterred, he's like, Snape, stop giving me Occlumency uh, lessons. He <laughs> he threw me out of his office. Damn it, And Harry. I'm like, hmm, yeah, what was the uh, reasoning for him throwing y- you out of his office? Maybe because you were being a nosy little shitbag? Yeah. God, I hate this kid. Um, Dumble's just kind of- God, I hate this kid. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like such an old piece of shit. I mean, I am. Uh, Dumble's just so calm about it, though. He's like, I am aware of it. Uh, I have already said that it was a mistake for me not to teach you myself, though I was sure at the time that nothing could have been more dangerous than to open your mind even further to Voldemort while in my presence. Harry's like, well, Snape made it worse. My skull was hurt worse with lessons after him. And he's like, Ron says that Snape was trying to open my mind to him and all this. See, I like to think about that like it's like working out. You know, you work out, your muscles get a little sore. You yes. Know, you heal up a little bit, but it means you're getting better. Harry's just right. like, oh, I'm hurting. Forget it, it. It makes sense in the real world, but not to this dipshit. No. Um, Dumble's just like, listen, I trust Severus Snape. But I forgot another old man's mistake that some wounds run too deep for the healing. I thought Professor Snape could overcome his feelings about your father. I was wrong. And I was like, dude, if I don't know if you've seen these memories, Snape Scott, or if he's told you about them or if you know about, but I don't blame him for not being over some of that bullshit that fucking James ass Potter did. So anyway, rough. Harry uh, blames Dumble some more for Sirius's death. How Dumble kept him. Oh, yeah. So now he's changing tact from Snape to blaming <laughs> Snape to blaming Dumble. And uh, he's like, You kept him locked up, basically. Like, you told him he couldn't uh, leave the house and nobody likes being locked up. And Dumble's like, I was trying to keep him safe. Basically, Harry wants any relief, anyone to blame for his guilt but himself. Um,. This 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 whole like kind of track that he's going on, I will I will say is very well written. Like, you know, people who have dealt with grief know, you know, or have seen people de- deal with grief. Like the blame that comes out is is real. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you, you lash out and you blame anything and everyone, everything, anything and everyone for 
you know, what has happened. And that's basically what Harry is doing here. So, yeah, very, very well as, written. As frustrating as it is, because it's like yes. you want to strangle Harry and fucking yes. RKO his ass. But, yes. uh, you know, it. it's like, dude, I mean, this is some real shit. This right. is heavy, man. This sucks. No, I think the definitely. real problem for me leading up to this is how, like, just shitty Harry is this whole entire book. Yes. And then, like, at this point, you're just like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. It's like you can't give him the benefit of the doubt anymore because yeah. it's like, dude, like, you have no goodwill stored up. You didn't have any to start the book. And you, you, you're you in goodwill debt, my guy. So, yeah. Um, And then finally, after all this, uh, Dumble's like, it is time for me to tell you what I should have told you five years ago. I'm going Ooh. to tell you everything. I ask only a little patience. You will have your chance to rage at me, to do whatever you like. When I have finished, I will not stop you. So... Dumble summarizes a bunch more things we already knew about how it was his mother's blood um, protecting him and then his mother's blood in her sister protecting him all those years from Voldy and his supporters. He knew Harry would suffer with the Dursleys, but was it was all according to his plan. Oh, he also sent the Howler. Uh, <laughs> the Howler at the beginning of this book was Dumble. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, it was your voice. And I'm like, could you really not tell it was his voice? Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit out of left field there. But. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, that's, yep. that's a bit of a stretch, if you ask me, but okay. So, so Dumble here is like, the reason I did this basically is my priority was to keep you alive. You were in more danger than perhaps anyone but myself realized. Voldemort had been vanquished hours before, but his supporters, and many of them are almost as terrible as he... I call bullshit. <laughs> We're still at large, angry, desperate, and violent. Jake, this is where I wanted to pull up what you talked about with Bellatrix. Like, supposedly his most loyal and badass supporter is, like, terrified of him. I don't think any of Voldemort's supporters are anywhere in the same ballpark league as Voldy. Okay, so listen. So I call bullshit listen. on this. I, I think what... What Dumbledore is trying to say here is that they may not be as powerful and invoke like, as like, much like they, they fear go toe -to -toe into people with Voldemort. Right? They couldn't. Yeah. I mean, there's no competition. But like their their intent, their motive is as terrible as Voldemort's. Okay. Fine. But okay. Actually, I should have. I should have finished this thought before I jumped into that, but okay, okay. let me finish this and then we'll we'll loop back around. All right, all right. Uh, I had to make my decision with regard to the years ahead. Did I believe that Voldemort was gone forever? No. I knew not whether it would be 10, 20, or 50 years before he returned, but I was sure he would do so. And I was sure, knowing him as I have done, that he would not rest until he killed you. I knew that Voldemort's knowledge of magic is perhaps more extensive than any wizard alive, uh, I knew that even my most complex and powerful protective spells and charms were unlikely to be invincible if he ever returned to full power. But I knew, too, where Voldemort was weak, and so I made my decision you would be protected by an ancient magic of which he knows, which he despises, which he has always, therefore, underestimated to his cost. Uh, the fact that your mother died to save you. She gave you a lingering protection he never expected, a protection that flows in your veins to this day, 
and now also, I guess, kind of in Voldy's veins. Um, I put my trust, therefore, in your mother's blood. I delivered you to her sister, her only remaining relative. So, okay. If he's not confident that... I don't know what these two are doing over there, but they're just, like, rocking back and forth in the chairs. Nothing. I guess I said something that's nothing. relevant. Uh, Fuck yeah, y'all. Nothing. If he's, like... He specifically says, I knew that even my most complex and powerful protective spells and charms were unlikely to be invincible... If he ever returned to full power. Okay, fine. But did you really have to put Harry through this bullshit with the Dursleys? With only his supporters lurking around and about? Look, I think I think everything was up in the air. I think at the time, they were unsure about, you know, Voldemort's gone, but how gone is he... Everybody's. I mean, this is the night after this, this he's is Dumbledore's gone. Like, the, well, the shortest time frame he gives for when he could be back is like ten years. Okay, so it okay. seems like Dumble thought he might be gone for no. at the very least ten years. No, no, no. Uh, so he. I mean, I think he's just relating it to like current day. Yeah. Like you know, it was at least ten years before we. Uh, you know, before he saw any type of any come back from him Mm -hmm. but no this uh, i will speak to this you don't know this yet this has not explicitly been said but like dumbledore legitimately has no idea quite the measure in which has been taken and and how it can be used by voldemort so he he legitimately is like i don't know i'm gonna take all precautions as 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 we can yeah okay here's my second thought then um, we have been told multiple times throughout these books that, okay, here's, here's my whole thing behind this is, I still feel after all this big explanation of why he has to be with the Dursleys is there still has to be better alternatives to this. Like, it's like, yeah, I could have given you to a wizard family. There were plenty of people that would have been super happy to take you and blah, blah, blah. And I also think to, like, okay, we've been told so many times throughout these books, like, Hogwarts, like, the safest place in the universe. Like, all these kids are, like, fucking safe as a bee in a bonnet at Hogwarts. Why why couldn't he have just had, you know, Harry, you know, grow up there, like, get a little wet nurse for him there at Hogwarts, <laughs> like, under his protection? He, he would be fully, like, just right there. Dumble could have helped raise him. And like, I don't know, maybe teach him some occlumency that uh, when he was young, that seems like it would have been helpful. Uh, you know, look, look, something Scott, along those I, lines. I see where you're coming from, but you'll you'll understand. I'm going to pull a Zach here. OK, you're going to oh, understand. Boy. I don't think you quite understand the magnitude of of what this means. And I think like it's a lot in this chapter that's revealed but there's sure. still so so much more to this that that just isn't quite yet going to make sense. See, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. Because dumb then I'm calling double bullshit on Dumble cuz he's like I'm going to tell you everything and if you're telling me there's still more bullshit on Dumble for saying he's telling me everything. <laughs> well, I I have already told um, you that that is Dumbledore's problem. Also, I mean, again, as to what Zach said, 
Dumbledore took all the precautions because even at this point, he still doesn't have all of the information. Okay, fine. I I will drop that point. Uh, the whole I, I, hold on. Wait, I I, I want to piggyback on what Jake's saying. Okay, and, and your specific question about Hogwarts or whatever. Dumbledore thinks he's making the best decision one strategically and two humanely. Okay, we hear at yeah. the beginning of the series. Look, whether you agree with it or not, whether you want to roll your eyes at it he or not, this says is still specific- why. He says specifically, I knew you would suffer with the Dursleys, okay. so don't tell me he knew humanely that was the right specifically, decision. Specifically, Scott, he says, I wanted Harry to grow up away from all of this. Sure. I didn't want to see what he could potentially become surrounded by this. And I think there are reasons that that idea scares him. Okay? Okay. There are reasons that that, that that concept of him, which we, we joke about him having a big head, but this idea of like growing up in the fame and in the glory and in the power yeah. is, is, could potentially be a problem. Yeah, okay? Imagine how much of a bitch boy he'd be if uh... I'm just... <laughs> I, I don't think it could get any worse is the thing. <laughs> Look, I'm just sharing with you the intent. Do I think it was the right decision? I don't know. That's up for debate, and we can talk about that as much as you want. But I'm. This is where he's coming from. We can okay. we can argue about if it was the right or wrong decision all you want, which you obviously think it was the wrong decision. Well, don't I just don't say it was humanely. He knew it was the humanely he, right he decision. He was trying to make a halfway emotional decision. Yes, emotional, sure, but. He then straight up that's, that's says, what I, meant to say. "I knew you would suffer with the Dursleys. I think like it, I knew your life would be shit." Look, I think you got to give Dumble a little credit here because he's awesome and he knows what he's doing. Okay, <laughs> and you just got to give him a little credit. Like he's doing the only thing that he's he thinks in all of his wisdom that he thinks is going to keep Harry safe and and keep the process moving here. Jake coming in with the just Dumbledore is awesome defense has convinced me. <laughs> All right, let's oh, move yeah. on. <laughs> um, so Dumble then recaps what happens each of the years uh, when Harry arrived at Hogwarts. Bob Bosch, Sorcerer's Stone, Quirrell, all that nonsense. Uh, he keeps talking about this fatal flaw in his plan. A flaw he was aware of but would not allow to ruin it. But he also kept putting off Taylor telling Harry why Voldy tried to kill him as a baby, thinking he was too young. And so then he gets to this point where he's like, do you see, Harry? Do you see the flaw in my brilliant plan now? I had fallen into the trap I had foreseen that I had told myself I could avoid that I must avoid. I cared about you too much. I cared more for your happiness <coughs> than your knowing the truth. More for your peace of mind than for my plan. More for your life than the lives that might be lost if the plan failed. In other words, I acted exactly as Voldemort expects we fools who love to act. Is there a defense? I defy anyone. This this is my favorite part. I defy anyone who has watched you as I have, and I have watched you more closely than you have imagined... Not to want to save you more pain than you had already suffered. 
what did I care if numbers of nameless and faceless people and creatures were slaughtered in the vague future, if in the here and now you were alive and well and happy? I never dreamed that I would have such a person on my hands. Very beautiful sentiment here from our guy Dumble. He he truly cares for Harry. Um... I feel like this is backhanded. Where are you going with this? Yeah, Which, nope. Yep. I, 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 I think hear Jake it knows exactly where I'm going with this. I defy anyone who has watched you as I have. Uh, I've watched Harry for like five books now, and I hate his guts. So, I def- yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be that one that defies you. I'll raise my hand, Dumble. Uh, I don't care about him. I fuck- think he fucking sucks. Uh, so I don't know where all this love you have is coming from, but that's impressive guy. You, you really have a big heart. Listen, if you can love this asshole, listen up until this point in this very moment, Harry has been a goody two shoes in front of Dumbledore (laughs) constantly. Okay. (laughs) Well, see, that's the whole thing. Uh, Dumbledore's saying like, I've watched you very closely. I've seen all this shit. And I'm like, dude, if you've, if you really have been watching him closely, see what like a terrible friend he is to his, you know, closest friends. See what a nosy little like arrogant puffed up poppin' Jay. Isn't that what Phineas called him? Uh, he is like, I, I get it. You care for him. You have this connection to him. You know, he's important because of all this prophecy bullshit, but caring that much about his like happiness to like where it ruins your plan because you can't tell him this shit because you care more about his happiness. Oof, that's a tough pill to swallow. Look, haven't you ever seen the? This is a weird connection I'm making here. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you seen the movie like, I don't know, like Freedom Riders? I have no idea. I've never even heard of that movie. Okay, picture this. It's this formula, okay? Because this movie has been made over a million times. Okay. It's some uh semi well-off teacher uh like takes over a class whether they're a substitute or uh just a new teacher the mighty ducks inner city uh kids and they're troubled and they have a bad upbringing and they uh struggle throughout their life and then this person tries to be like look i understand why you're a piece of shit and i'm gonna try and care for you and try and lead you in the right direction that's what's happening. You, you, and I say this all the okay, time. Fine. I say this literally all the time to you, Scott. He's a child, and I try and remind I you know. of the things that he has gone through, and and try and again in the same way that I'm doing with, with Dumbledore, try and at least make sense of why. As an adult, you look at it and you're like, dude, fuck, this sucks. You're a piece of shit. Like, fucking grow up, because we can't fathom us acting like that because we're adults. But Dumbledore is trying to be like, ah, I'm going to coddle you a little bit because I feel really bad about your fucking story and yep. I'm going to try and help you be successful and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But to let that ruin this master plan he has, come on, that's, that's, what are you doing? Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to pull another Zach here. Okay. Sorry, Zach. Are no, you good? <laughs> um, <laughs> I still think there's more about Dumbledore's character that will be revealed that you'll kind of be able to be like, okay, like you can see where this flaw is coming from and you can see why Dumbledore might make yes. this 
a bit of a poor decision in this moment. Did Dumbledore have like a, a dead son that reminds him of Harry or something along those lines? Yet to be revealed, but okay. razzle dazzle. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, so that's that's that was the fatal flaw. He cared too much about Harry, and I guess basically he then couldn't wasn't able to prepare him fully the way he should have. Is I sure. guess what he's trying to say. Look, hold on. One last thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for for cutting you off here. No, you're fine. When when Smoker tells Tashigi. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay, no, here this is real. When Smoker tells Tashigi, uh-huh. what the fuck are you bitching about? You made the call that you felt was right, and that's all that fucking matters. Right. Whether she makes the right call or not. That's what matters. Dumbledore is trying to do what he feels is right. Sure. We, we have the perspective of being like, ah, it didn't really work <laughs> the way that you probably wanted it to. Sure. But, we, but I am just asking you to try for a little empathy and realize why. Listen, I love Dumbledore, but like huh? I've said it from the very beginning, like just some of his decision making, I just... And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, honestly, the more I think about it, like, this this does make him a more interesting character because he's flawed. And I, yeah. I like flawed characters. It's just, I Zach, don't give me that look. It's specifically... I just had to make you think it was your own idea. That's no, it. no, 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 that wasn't it. It's just specifically as it relates to things involving Harry that I have harder time accepting that because... Because you he, hate Harry. Yes, but it's because it's like he's making these like bad decisions and these, you know, these character flaw moments are all in relation to making Harry happy and coddling Harry. And I don't like that. So that's why it upsets me, even though I do love flawed characters. They're they're the most interesting characters. But hindsight 2020. Okay. Okay. Yes, you got me. You got me. Thank you. Let's move forward. All right. So here's here's where we get to this prophecy. Uh, Dumble says that Voldy tried to kill him as a baby to fulfill a prophecy that he only partly heard. So he was mistaken about the full contents of it. Dumble was the one who heard the prophecy, as we know, uh, from uh, Sybil. Uh, what's her name? Trelawney. Trelawney. So he busts out the pensive and shows the prophecy to Harry. And I'm going to read this verbatim here. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches, born to those who have thrice defied him, born as the seventh month dies, and the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal, but he will have power the Dark Lord knows not, and either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord will be born as the seventh month dies. So Dumble says that basically what this means is the boy in this prophecy is the only one who has a chance of conquering Voldy for good, and this is Harry. Could have been Neville, but not... Hold on, Harry. What? Harry's response. He goes, "Uh, Professor Dumbledore? It... Did that mean... What did that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. Yeah. This is like him trying to riddle out the Sphinx all over again. Uh, the prophecy could have been about Neville, uh, 
Dumble lets us know here. He's like, yeah, Neville also totally fits this, but nah, it's actually totally you. Because uh, Voldy marked him by attacking him as a baby. So yeah, not Neville, it's Harry. Dumble says he chose the boy he thought most likely to be a danger to him. And notice this, Harry, this is interesting. He chose not the pure blood, which according to his creed is the only kind of wizard worth being or knowing, but the half-blood like himself. He saw himself in you before he had ever seen... He saw himself in you, excuse me, before he had e ever even seen you. And in marking you with that scar, he did not kill you as he intended, but gave you powers and a future which you have fitted you to escape him not once, but four times so far. Something that neither your parents nor Neville's parents ever achieved. And Harry's like, but I suck, dude. I don't have any power. <laughs> Scott's like, yeah, man, you do suck. First like, true yeah. thing he said. <laughs> He's like, I can't fight the way he did tonight. I can't possess people or kill them. My, did you see me try to crucio that bitch? I couldn't do it at all. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore interrupts him, and he's this is he's like, there's a room in the Department of Mysteries that is kept locked at all times. It contains a force that is at once more wonderful and more terrible than death, than human intelligence, than forces of nature. It is also perhaps the most mysterious of the many subjects for study that reside there. It is the power held within you that you possess in such quantities, which Voldemort has not at all. It's the power of love. Um, it's basically love, right? It's, he's like, this is what Voldy detests. It was your heart that saved you. I, I interpreted that as it's the power of love. Yeah, that's Basically. that's exactly what it is. Huey Lewis and the news would approve. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid, dude. It's a great song. Um, is this by any chance the door that they tried to open but couldn't have open? It probably, sure is in the department. Yeah, I figured yeah. so. Um, and then Harry's like. So I love that Harry's just like upset. He's like, oh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Love him to death? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's so mad. He's he's mad through this whole chapter. What else is new? Uh, but then at the end here, he's like, uh, Professor, the end of that prophecy is something about he he still can't he can't even remember it. He's like still trying to riddle this out. He's like something about neither can live while the other survives. Uh, expand on that for me a little bit yeah please. just like hey, can you unpack that for me a little bit like you know like can we talk about this this doesn't sound good for me so i just i want you to let me know uh does that mean that one of us has got to kill the other one in the end and dumbledore's like yeah yeah totally that's totally exactly what it means and then the last thing finally at the end of this chapter uh we get one more big reveal here uh, Dumble with literal tears in his eyes. All this doesn't bother Dumble as much as this does. This, oh, yeah. This, this <laughs> horrible, this. horrible secret reveal that he's been saving for the end. He's like, I'm sorry I didn't make you a prefect, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't make you a prefect. <laughs> the real dagger. The uh, real dagger. I'm sure this is what has been keeping Harry up at night, haunting his nightmares. It's obviously been keeping Dumbledore um, up at night. It totally has. <laughs> this is literally the only time we see him cry in this chapter, and it's about 
him not making Harry a prefect. Not about not about Sirius dying no. or talking no. about his dead parents or he's anything like cool. that. <laughs> he's cool as a cucumber throughout everything, and he's like, "You had enough on your plate already. I'm so sorry. I didn't make you a prefect." <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous, but I also kind of love it. It's a bit out there. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this half of the episode. As I mentioned at the beginning, uh, there was a lot to talk about here for obvious reasons, and uh, there was no way we could keep this thing down to an hour and a half to two hours long. So, you know, you guys can enjoy a little over an hour next week uh, while we finish this thing up. We want to give a big thanks to our boy Jake for doing this episode with us. Uh, We fucking love you, man. It was awesome to have a quote-unquote real Harry Potter fan on the show. Thanks a lot, man. And thank you to everybody for sticking with us and listening to us for this long. Um, You're used to it by now, so you know what to expect, I guess. As always, follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at WeDon'tWannaPod. Tell a friend. Tell your grandma to listen to us and go hit us up on iTunes reviews give us five fucking stars because you know Jake deserves it it's it's his show now I guess fuck me anyway we'll see you guys next week hopefully you guys enjoyed it bye bye